Welcome to the Talk Opulence Podcast. It's your boy Rick. And your boy Q. Back for episode 17. One seven. Here we go. Yes, sir. It's a grind time this week. It's November. Happy November to everybody. Hopefully, you know, it's the last two months of the year. Halloween is over, so that means Christmas is here. <laughs> Word. And since it's November 1st, all you black people could turn on your heat. Word. <laughs> now, honestly, bro... No heat till turkey meat, bruh. So, you oh, know, nah, you wallet. Yeah, nah, no heat till turkey meat. It's not happening. So, that's what it <laughs> is, man. Put your hoodies on, get an extra blanket, and if you're my daughter, come cuddle. <laughs> nah, we we, had, we 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 caved in like two weeks ago. Ooh. Can't have the babies be cold. Ooh. Nah, you gotta make her have tough skin, B. Nah, <laughs> she don't need that. Ah, <laughs> uh, bad as usual. Shout out to all the black women in our lives who make our lives go and do all the things that you know we need to do. Sometimes we piss you off. We understand. I know I pissed my fair share of black women off. So you know, shout out to my baby because I love her, and cool. you know that's that. We're definitely shout out to black women. Uh, definitely shout out to the wife. Tomorrow's our five year anniversary. Mm. You know, what I mean, that time I was came in that wedding pretty pretty fast. <laughs> he was in a lot of weddings, bro. <laughs> And now, Shout out yeah. to y'all, man. So I'm That's thankful beautiful. for that. And um, yeah. So what we got for them today, Brother Quinn? Uh, today I want to talk about <clears throat> uh, vulnerability. Mm. And it's more specifically black vulnerability. Black vulnerability. And a uh, shout out to our, uh, our sister, Raina. Ooh, shout out to Raina. Uh, topic. Creative director. I got you, boo. Yeah, shout so, out to my um, ass, man. That's the idea of vulnerability, what it means to you. Mm. Um, is there something to gain from it? Is it just taboo? Is it just another one of those words mm. that gets thrown around? Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So I'm going to take it there. Okay. So where you at with vulnerability, good sir? Uh, well, if, uh, if you Google it real quick, according to Oxford Languages, uh, vulnerability is the quality <clears throat> or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed. Either physically or emotionally. This nigga mad technical. Uh, word? Yeah. Okay. So, in my own words, I think vulnerability just pretty much opens you up to the idea of hurt or failure, for lack of a better term. Like, you're putting yourself out there with that possibility. Idea of hurt or failure. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think it means to you? I'm doing shit that you're not comfortable with. <laughs> okay. I think, I, I think vulnerability is just pretty much... Um, Either doing shit you're not comfortable with or doing shit you're not ready to take accountability for. Um, I think it's 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 it's, it's a lot uh, when it comes to vulnerable because vulnerable means that you gotta you gotta trust someone enough to see the chinks in your armor and um, hope and pray that they won't use that same moment to, for lack of better words, take advantage of you. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I guess I could speak definitely for myself. Of course, um, I struggle with it. I think as as my daughter was born, I think I got a little better with it. Um, just to kind of make myself a little more human. But I feel like far as the space to be vulnerable, um, that was never my strong suit. It's interesting you use the word strong suit because. Like vulnerability, I think is like the exact opposite of, like in its definition of strength. And yeah, I, it is. I don't think it's just a stigma behind it. Like if if, if something's vulnerable, if you're vulnerable to attack, 
You know what I mean? That means you are at risk of being attacked or exposed, which usually ends up with something negative happening. So, like, when people speak on, like, oh, you need to be more vulnerable, let your guard down, this, that, and the third, that's, like, the exact opposite of what I think a lot of black people embody, which is survival. Mm. It, it, it seems to go against, you know what I mean, nature and your survival tactics to, you know, that you pretty much acquired over your entire life building them up to kind of put it down with, with the hope that nothing happens. It's like almost like mm-hmm. give it all the power to like for you to be destroyed to someone else or to something else. Mm. So like um, when I think about vulnerability as well, like it could be in different parts of our lives, whether it be with our friends, uh, within our personal relationships, um, even like, like with our children and professionally. Because like you, you can put yourself out there in a position where you don't want to open up. You don't want to say that idea because you could possibly fail. But how many environments actually invite vulnerability? So there's there's a lot of, um, if we just keeping it a buck, there's just a lot of spaces where you're allowed to be vulnerable and a lot of spaces where vulnerability isn't necessarily um, celebrated. Let's say celebrated. I think celebrated sounds good. So I'm I'm not sure how we kind of navigate that situation where, you know, some places vulnerability looks good, where other places vulnerability does not, especially as it pertains to men in their lives. Um, vulnerability is not always what we need to be or what's going on. And I think that's there's a I'm sure there's going to be the penny gallery that tells me, oh, that's toxic masculinity but i also feel like there's certain spots where it's just like vulnerabilities doesn't live here so let's talk about those spots like what what specific places do you think that vulnerability is like a no-go athletics athletics that's one um but it's, it's funny because in athletics where the vulnerability is the pieces that we go and we work on if i'm a basketball player and my right hand is weak I go and work on that and put my hours in to make sure that I can produce with my right hand because at the end of the day, I don't want to have any chink in my armor um, to kind of, you know, for lack of better words, my opponent to hone in on to find that weakness, right? Um, And realistically, in athletics, that's the whole thing. We got to find what the opponent's bad at and exploit it. Um, I, I, in, in, in some sense, I feel like vulnerability is not the greatest in relationships um, between men and women. I feel like in some of the experiences that I had, the more vulnerable you become, it becomes weaponized against you to either, one, bruise your ego, or two, um, manipulate you in some sense. So and and it's funny because I also feel like there's a fine line between what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I also kind of believe like there's power and vulnerability, but you have to be fully control over that vulnerability for there to be power over it. But if you, you know, have full power over your vulnerability, are you really vulnerable or I was just about to say that I was like, you really. So that's an that's an issue. there. If you have control over it, I don't think that makes you vulnerable. Right. And, like, when you first use it for the explanation of athletics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you use, like, vulnerability was synonymous with weakness. Because you were saying if you're, you're right-handed, your left hand is vulnerable, you want to get the strength back up, that means that that hand is weak, and you're not able to perform at your at your best. 
So, like, when it comes to being vulnerable, like, where do you think the idea of you need to tap into that vulnerability in order to it turn into something positive? Like, is that like some fairy tale shit? Is that like some I think unicorn I, shit? I, to be honest with you, I think it's just more so the way the world is going on today. Okay. Um, I think the world is allowing men, especially um, under the guise of toxic masculinity and the feminine movement, that uh, the definition of being able to not be toxic or not to have this toxic masculinity kind of space, um, it forces men to kind of conform to the idea of what it means to be vulnerable or to be emotionally available. Word. Right. Especially in the, and, you know, I'm still single, so I can kind of like speak more to this, um, the dating world. Like if you see a lot of people's dating profiles, a lot of it is just like, oh, must be emotional available and all this other good shit. And it's just like, man, shut up. And, and, it's, <laughs> and, it, and it's, 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 for me, it's kind of just, it's, it's, um, it's weird to kind of hear that. Um, and I can, you know, I don't understand how we. I, I just don't understand that. I, I I'm not at the space where I feel like I understand that fully and clearly. Yeah. Um. Especially as we for for the dynamics between man and woman. Word. Sometimes I think that certain things that are exposed to like legit human connection and interaction, right? And like are part of a certain love story or a part of a certain journey, if you will, become more. I think people try to like be universal with it. Like they they want to apply it to everything. And I feel like certain things can't just be boxed in. You can't just um you can't just, you know, hey, I need you emotionally available from day one. Hey, I need you to be vulnerable. I need you to be able to take these risks because right. that comes with trust, which comes with time. But since everybody's trying to master time, everybody wants Everyone wants all the answers to, you know, what's going on and and how to get the best product, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be within, you know, right. your profession or your friendships or what have you. And it, and it can become a tool of manipulation. Right. It's like, you know, we're studying these trends. Uh, this is going to pull on a harsh string of certain people. Certain people are going to resonate right. with these words. Right. So it's like at this point, like, like, how do you realize, like, what's authentic and what's not? Oh, he he did X, Y, and Z in front of me. I saw that in this movie. Mm. I must be on the right track. Right. Or you're right. reading these dating books. So you read uh, these different guides, this and it's blog like, or this, you know. And it's like, I understand the need for them. Like, like we're a platform too. We be talking a lot of issues, but I think what people don't need to forget is like that that human component. Like everyone's different. Everyone's gonna be vulnerable with you at, at a different time if you're allowed that privilege. Because a lot comes with that. Some people have been let down. Right. Some people so, are built so, the way so they speak, are for a reason. Speak, speak more to the the allow that privilege because I feel like, and we really want listeners to kind of understand what allow that privilege means, um, especially as it pertains to being a black male. Like, what what does what does it mean for you to, or actually, even better yet, when if you can recall a time. <laughs> Where you felt like you were vulnerable, um, and I feel like we have a lot of men and women listeners. Well, we have a lot of women listeners. When was the time that you were super vulnerable to a woman? Um, if you could really like recall, 
and I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. I yeah, know you hey, probably hate me. Hate this shit. Can yeah. I hope you're ready to answer this motherfucking question. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I think with uh, I guess my, my wife. Like, I think I share a lot of vulnerable moments with her. So the first time you ever got vulnerable was with your wife. Now you said recall the time. You didn't say the first time. Okay, recall the time. Okay. Yeah, you like I'm it. just saying, like the the. the I know you don't got me up here about to be talking, <laughs> recollecting on <laughs> being vulnerable with the first time. <laughs> <laughs> nigga's wild. That's not the same. Our anniversaries of our nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, my fuck. Go. Ahead. Nah. <laughs> nah, that's OD, right? That's a little bit. Like, little bit. like, nigga, hold on. Turn this motherfucking mic on, nigga. Are you stupid? All right, go ahead, my fuck, dog. Now you good. Now, but um, I think when it comes to uh, like building this life. That, that we want. I know for me, I had to be very vulnerable when I, I was on the dating scene way back when because I had a son. You know what I mean? I wasn't ashamed of being a father. I thought it was like amazing. I just knew the stigma that came with being labeled as a, a baby daddy. And I never wanted to fall into that, you know, into that, that bucket, which is why I try to be the best father I can be. But when it came time to bring someone into my life that wasn't my son's mother, it, there was a lot of, you know, Vulnerability there because my my true fears were like right there, and uh, back then I I wanted to be transparent about it, so I was pretty upfront. I was trying to you know change certain things about the way I moved and whatnot, and that level of vulnerability you know what I mean led me to my now wife, and mm. from that mm. a lot was built. That shit was not easy mm. um, because you know if, if we get together, we're getting mm-hmm. married, mm-hmm. it goes it's not just husband and wife, it's husband wife and now. We have my son there too, which is a obvious, you know, it may not be that advantageous or what people want. So like me being very aware of that, I was very um, open and transparent because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this is my reality that I have to live in. And if I wasn't going to share my entire me with that person, then I don't think that would have been able to work. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to stay in that state of vulnerability, knowing that, hey, this ain't for everybody. So I guess that that'd be an example of it. Mm. That's a solid, solid example. Um, that's definitely solid. I think I think the I don't know. I struggle with the idea of being vulnerable um, and what that means and what does um, what's the use for it. Uh, I just. I, it's funny because I feel like everything is a chess game. Yeah. And it's just like everybody's jockeying for some type of position. Um, so if you, you know, they got the old saying, never let your left hand know what the right hand's doing and shit like that. And it's just, it's kind of tough. But, and then I remember, you know, having a conversation with a good friend or somebody I, I was dealing with at the time. It's just like, yo, I'm tired of playing defense. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like the vulnerability of tired of being defensive and having to protect who you are from that standpoint. Um, yeah. But I I don't I still don't know if I can ever present myself as vulnerable or find power or me being able to find power in being vulnerable. Um, I agree with that. I think just like labeling it. I think there's definitely a stigma behind it. I think there's a reason though. I think vulnerability is one of those things that people shy away from because 
of, of defensiveness because of the idea of being like survival. It's like you're not going to pinpoint it. It's like almost like someone has like a weakness or a deficiency. Like it's not something that you want to bring too much light to. And, right. And I, I think it's very, very personal as well, right. which is why like certain stuff like flabbergasts me. It's like, oh, men, be vulnerable with your women. You never like, nah, there's a reason why like people are wired like that. And I right. think and I think ignoring that aspect of it doesn't allow people to really appreciate the privilege of you even having that type of exposure. Because like that means a lot to us, right? Especially, especially the idea of the preset male, right? There's yeah. there's, there's this stock uh, male, alpha male that is out there that this alpha male is supposed to act like this, and if he doesn't act like this, then you know, then again, alpha, right? Yeah, you know I mean, no O six, but whatever. Um, <laughs> bro, yeah, and no, I get what you're saying though, because like a lot of times, but that plays on the man's ego. You see what I'm saying? It's because it's a just certain like, type of man. It doesn't play on every man's ego. Because like, at, like at a certain point, those yeah. same people, the same people who rely on what someone else says validates them as a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're maybe taking some of that stuff into consideration and in how they move. Whereas someone who's like lived and experienced certain stuff and has gotten to the point where there ain't nothing you can tell me about what it means to be a man or not be a man. You know what I mean? I I appreciate. You want to chime in on the conversation, but that really has way less to do with what you think and more to do with, like, how I am. Like, period. Where? But everyone got their preferences, though, right? Like, we can't sit up here and say what makes a real woman. We ain't women. We could talk about attributes. No, but the, but the idea of what's a real man is always thrown out. At, always. But, but, it's, but it's always thrown out to the standpoint of to play on the the ego. Word. So it's just like, is the ego the biggest thing that a man has? Or is a man a man without his ego? Is a man a man with his ego? And I, I, and I feel like the, once you remove the ego, things get kind of hazy, right? I think the ego is what drives you the dark side, you know, or whatever the case may be that you kind of wrestle with to kind of keep you going and the fire and the fuel for some people, for a lot of people. I look at an ego as like a, a cover letter. Okay. Okay. Like, you're not going to get the nitty gritty of what someone or who someone is just by looking at the cover letter or from the headshot. You feel me? So, like, this is what you're presenting to the world. Okay. But, like, all the in depth emotional, like, things, they're not going to be on that top page. You're going to have to flip through that resume. You're going to have to open that book. It's not going to be on the cover of the book. And I think a lot of times people, people want, like, the depth that comes from a legit novel for the price of, a 25-cent magazine on the newsstand. They don't want something quick, something that catches their eye and, oh, I get it. Like, skim through it. Where it's like certain stuff, like, you got to, like, live live through, build, and create. Live through, build, and create. So if we use that in kind of, I guess, you know, development words, that'll be a transition from one spot to the next or a transition from one space that this person was into the next right um and so how i don't know man i uh, vulnerability to me is just it just seems like a lot of it seems like manipulation um it's, it is just it's just tough and i don't know if this is just my personal experiences with it and um i guess in my yeah my personal experiences is just like vulnerability is tough 
you just got to be you there's not many spaces that I can be vulnerable but there's many spaces that I can work and understand cuz so so for instance there's this quote out there I don't know who's the author but I remember in my senior year of uh English uh, Mr. Nelkin shout out to Mr. Nelkin where two men meet two lies are told to keep the peace right so when you think of the idea of the vulnerability of understanding to how to avoid situations or how to appropriately navigate things to the point where you don't end up jeopardizing everything that you built or everything that's about you. Um, is that truly vulnerability or is that more so understanding the situation to navigate it to the point where it works for you versus your reaction is allowing it for you to react. So it's more so like a precursor versus the reaction, right? I'm preventing myself from acting in a certain manner, you know, versus reacting after X, Y, and Z event has happened. And, and I feel like a lot of that is with understanding the, the vulnerable space of where you're at. Like if I know X, Y, and Z makes me mad or upset and I see that this is coming, I will remove myself from that situation and not even deal with it because I know how I am in that situation where other people feel like you have to live in that situation, go through it, deal with it, then grow through it by experiencing it. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that's way too much. In my personal opinion, I, I really feel like that's way too much to be sitting there to have to constantly put myself in triggering situations that can get me to whatever place that is not my normal baseline just to prove that I can deal with this. Right. And, you know, I think we, yeah, it takes a little more than that, though, because but we, we, gotta, we have we have professional, it. we have personal. Yeah. And then we ha- I mean, you know, regular relationship or love um situations that kind of go with that so i i just the vulnerability piece kind of just doesn't yeah i think the labeling of it is probably the worst part of it in my opinion i think everyone goes through vulnerable situations every day even even being an athlete like you're putting your body on the line each time you play that sport depending on what the sport is you could do all the training you want but you're still taking like a risk there's always a risk of failure. Like, someone got to lose the game. And I feel like the same thing could be said with a lot of the things we kind of go out and do. There's a, a sense of vulnerability when you first started going to college. And it's like, am, am I really going to get this degree? Mm. Am, I, am I really going to be able to do this? So I'm maybe a first-generation or second-generation college student. Like, with all that pressure, like, you're, you're in that vulnerable space. But your, your confidence is up there. You know what I mean? And, and as you go through life... You'll learn like, hey, like, hey, I did that. Now no one could take that away from me. So there was something to gain from it. And I think sometimes by not not looking at your vulnerable side, like you could be robbing yourself or selling yourself short of, you know what I mean, certain things, of certain greatness. I think a lot of periods of greatness happen through moments of vulnerability because people okay. could have people could have failed. Um, sometimes the idea can be holding us back. Like what? You're talking about like Jay-Z going to all the different record labels and they all telling him no and him keep going? Is that is that vulnerability or is that perseverance? 
or it's, resilience? It's, it's both. I think I think these words like like perseverance and resilience, you know what I mean? Sometimes they get overused too, but like it's a part of the process. But like I get try, try, uh, I get I, try, I get trying to have these Mm. I get the need for language. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to find something. Yeah, because you, you you gotta label things to yeah. be able to categorize them. But a lot of things are so so close and it becomes a little taboo. Like everything isn't gonna be what it is. You know what I mean? Everything doesn't get grouped in. Everything has to be what it is. Everything has to be grouped in. Because it, that's that's all, how it's coded. That's it's how all life is coded. Because everyone's looking at it from a different lens. Everyone has a different interpretation. Yeah, because of, of experience, of course. But it's still that it still has to be coded. It still has to be to the fact of the matter. Q experiences this because of what he went through in life. That's just facts, right? But in the same breath, these are the things that you have to go through to be able to be who you are. Right, and it's just like resilience, perseverance, and vulnerability. I just think those things are very, very personal, and they look very, very Man, different. All that shit personal. I'm saying it's but very. That doesn't it make looks, sense. It looks very, very different from different lenses. Right. So we so, we end up in a sweepstakes of what the fuck vulnerability looks like for you, what vulnerability looks like for me, and that's how when we get to the to the long conversation of. This is why white people do the things that they do because they don't feel like certain shit hurts, right? So you you end up in the, the medical space where it's just like black women are dying at a, a higher level because they feel like, you know, you know, white doctors are looking at them like, nah, you just talking like it's it hurt, but you can you can you can bear so much pain, so you're fine. Right? And it's just like, nah, but it's subjective. If I say I'm fucking hurting, help me. Right? Yeah. And 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 that's the problem, right? So when vulnerability comes from, it's the standpoint is just like, I literally have to show you my cards and trust you to be able to appropriately manage those cards. And I, I personally feel from the standpoint, and I, and I can also admit my own personal bias because it's just like, yo, I play defense first. See what I'm saying? So it's just like, why am I showing you the places, the things that kill me? Why am I handing that to you? And some people feel like there's power in handing that to people, where other people feel like, nah, you're bugging. And I'm on the side of, nah, you're bugging. Like, I'm not going to give you the things that I know hurts me for the standpoint, right? So you, you think about, and I'll use this as a, as a very bad example. Um, you think about the cats who end up in, you know, situations where they had a kid out of wedlock you know and they have this child that they want to be in their lives for right and it's just like well every time my xyz person gets mad my child is held from me right you know that's a space of vulnerability for them or this is a space where that can hurt and you choose to play on that aspect simply because one you don't agree with whatever was going being said and it has really nothing to do with the safety or the well-being of the child but you're using that as a trump card you can't and this is why a lot of men are kind of grow groomed for lack of better words let's say groomed yeah to be very much so don't show your cards because if you show your cards your cards are going to be used against you and you're going to be fucked but then we get into relationships where we feel like Women are saying, well, you're not emotionally available enough, and I don't know whether you really care or not. And it's like, no, nah, I do care, but I was also raised to show X, Y, and Z. 
Word. No, I, I get what you're saying. Because, like, I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, can you really control your vulnerabilities? Like, for example, that, that, yes. that, that, that example you just said, right? As far as the... Bro, because at the end of the day, if the guy doesn't say, you know, if if I hold my kid, if you... if And, and like I said, bad example. <laughs> if uh, a person holds their kid from you and the man looks at it like, fuck it, well, fuck that kid. You know what I mean? Or some shit like that. You're like, <laughs> fuck the kids. You know what I mean? And, and, you, and you look at it like that, his, the automatic response is just like, damn, this nigga really don't give a fuck about this kid. That's fucked up. So you, you know think what I mean? his There's, vulnerability is, is, is shrunken? Yeah, yeah, because you you can't if if I can't tap into what's vulnerable to you, I can't control you, right? Because at the end of the day, yo, and it's crazy because I'm gonna get you sucker, um, a movie way back in the '90s or whatever the case may be. There was a part where they was all rushing the capital, black people, bomb, bomb, bomb. We rushing the capital, do what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. Protest, protest. Motherfucker went. Everybody went into the capital protesting. Everybody came out with jobs. So they met the immediate need. However, it didn't solve the, the need of the community. But it met the immediate need for those people. Right? So it's just like, where does the, the vulnerability kind of stand or where does it lie? Does it lie in the, in the space of long term, this is what I need for the greater goal? Or does it lie in this is my immediate need for what's going on? If I... Reveal my cards or what the hell is going on with me right at the right away. I have nothing that I can protect, but I also want to check my biases because I play defense first. So I automatically my mind is always trained to what's the worst case scenario in anything that I enter versus what's the best case. What's the thing that I can absolutely conquer and things of that nature. So I understand that about me as well. Got you. I think that's like having to overthink or play defense like that and having to check your vulnerabilities. That shit sounds exhausting. For sure. And I think that the idea of, you know, accepting your vulnerabilities or having that person who you can be vulnerable with is freeing to an extent. And it's like a level of peace and joy knowing that this person has all the capability to pretty much destroy you, but they won't because you've built that up over time. I think that can and is a beautiful thing. And I think that's the um, the positive fairy book ending that's being pushed a lot of times with these narratives. You got to stop fucking watching Disney movies. No, nah, I'm just saying it's real shit. It's real shit because at the end of the day, every every situation is different. But there are common themes. And For as, sure. And as you go through this, whether it be through life or through whatever, just like you said, the idea of perseverance and resilience. You know what I mean? I feel like if you had to be resilient to something, you had to be vulnerable at some point. Because you you might have mm. you might have you might have had a trip up, okay, or, or life might have you know what I mean, handed you some lemons, okay, or something like that. So I feel like how you kind of react to that is um could be a test of our resiliency of overcoming your vulnerability. So what do you tell our male followers right now who are listening to this show about vulnerability? What is something that you actually want them to take away from this actual show? Um. If anything, just just be aware of our episode. What situations make you vulnerable? Realize like what that means for you. Understand the pros and the cons because vulnerability is nothing but the possibility of failure. It doesn't guarantee failure. It doesn't say that there's not a reward on the other side of it. It doesn't say that there is. It's literally a choice or a decision that you're putting yourself in. And at the end of the day, 
as long as you're aware of all the things that kind of connected and how it impacts you, you can go into any situation. And I think you'll be good. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you don't even know what's at risk, then, then how could you really even like appreciate, you know, like, like what it is? How could you even move? How could you make a calculated step? Mm-hmm. I think knowing your weaknesses, knowing your vulnerabilities is, you know, what I mean, half the battle. Because like you said earlier, you, you know certain environments that are going to get you off your baseline. Right. You know, certain situations where it may not be as favorable for you. And if you know that you can work on that. But if you go through ignorant or blind to it or don't even see a value in the knowledge of it, I don't think it's going to uh, that situation going to end up very well for you, regardless of what it is, whether it be career aspirations, friendships, relationships, anything. So is there is there a time where we constantly need where we need to be? um Less vulnerable, or is there uh, a space that we can show up as our whole self and kind of, um, for lack of better words, uh, benefit from that? By um, the way, that's a really nice pen. I used to steal those pens from my aunt. Word. <laughs> I think that uh, I say yes and no. Like I think that there's a time to be more vulnerable than not, and I think that comes with trust. Because to like be aware of your vulnerability and to kind of go into that situation, there's got to be some level of knowledge or trust. And a lot of time that's not built up quickly. So over time, it's based off your experiences, based on what you're witnessing. Like if I'm starting a new job, I'm not going to be very vulnerable. I don't I don't know that environment very well. I don't know the people that well. So I'm not going to. I feel gonna, like that's probably the best time to be vulnerable. Where I'm, yeah, you, you speak on that aspect because for me it's like, eh, like we'll, we'll figure it out. But there is a it's a risk and reward. Like you could you could be vulnerable. It could work out great, or you could not. I think the same thing happens with relationships. Like I'm not sp- spilling my guts. Oh, you know what I mean. Date one. All right, maybe I maybe I am. Maybe you're uh, you, you got me thinking. You're easy to talk to. I could trust. But I still that 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 level of trust has to be established. Whether it be trust of the environment, trust in the person or the situation, because like most sane people aren't going to knowingly put themselves out there if they don't feel there's going to be a, like you know what I mean a, a so favorable outcome here's a question then yeah do you trust someone until they're untrustworthy or do you treat everybody like you can't trust them there's levels to that shit <laughs> <laughs> like for real like there's a certain baseline of of trust that's that's out there, but as far as like like trust, trust, it depends. Like there's really levels to it. Like I could be cordial with you, but as far as like trusting you and stuff, nah. I don't even have pictures of my family in my cubicle at work. Even though I ain't been, I ain't been in office over two years, but we're going back next year. And um Yeah, I just I, took all the pictures of my daughter out and shit. Yeah, I probably still won't have it up to like the only place they got a picture is my screensaver and if anyone's by my desk, everything's covering that joint anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, why don't you have pictures of your family? It's like, I don't know y'all like that. You've been working here for almost five years. Okay. <laughs> why have you accepted my Facebook friend request? I, no, I don't know you I, like I, that. I don't know you like that. I'm good. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Hey, man. Add me on Facebook. Add me on Facebook, dog. Add me on Facebook. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not what you think I am. Yeah. But and, like, I, and, and that's that's the space that I'm at, too. But it's just like, no, fuck them niggas. Like, we're not really friends. I'm here in this professional environment to be professional so I could collect my check to provide my family. 
I'm not here for you to make a friend of me because I am not your friend. Yeah, before you continue with that, you got to go back and explain why when you first start somewhere, it may be in your best interest to be more vulnerable. When I, you first start somewhere in the best interest to be more vulnerable, um, you don't know anyone. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's much easier to uh, be yourself without judgment before you know people are actually judging. Right, and I will say that from 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 a job that I had. So I had a job, and as administrative administrative assistant, she just she just was doing way too much, and like in my space, I was just like, "Yo, bro, you administrative assistant, like relax, like chill, it's all good." You see what I'm saying? Like, just do your job. Stop talking to me like you my boss. But in my next job. I kind of got to the space where it's just like, yo, you're administrative assistant. I know I effed up with the last one. I'm going to make sure you feel X, Y, and Z certain way. Um, so I feel like it's just easier to. Wait, we mean feel X, Y, Z certain way. What does that even mean? It means like. You talking to riddles, nigga. Chill out. <laughs> uh, Jesus spoke in parables. You um, <laughs> ain't him. <laughs> so it's, it's, and it's just like. Sometimes when you when you realize that people, especially in a professional setting, it's it's just really hard to when you're super closed off, people don't like you because they don't know you. And because they don't know you, they make up their own shit about you. And any little interaction or whatever the case may be is what they have for you. They don't have a real baseline of who you are. And you have to bring the space of professionalism of giving them a little bit, but not too much, but giving them enough. Um, And as I got older, I started to master that. Now I can get into any office and probably survive. Um, But there's a certain piece of, of either pop culture or just family culture or just life that you need to be able to, you know, kind of say, hey, how, how was your weekend? How was it going? On? Oh, my gosh. Are you watching American or are you watching, um, shit, what was that? Are you watching Game of Thrones or, you know, little pop culture references that everybody can relate to and it makes you feel a little bit, you know, better for lack of better words. You know what I mean? And it makes you more relatable. It makes you, uh, more human because when people don't know anything about you, they tend to typecast or fear you and depending on the work environment both can be very harmful to your progression and both can be very harmful to just your your overall development as um a professional in that area and especially for black people like one of one of the things that i said i was going to do shout out to my boy rob um was really coin the first generation professional and what that actually means. Um, we were supposed to do. Um, nobody don't take that shit. We're the mother. Um, <laughs> we really were supposed to gonna like do workshops around that shit. Because the first generation professional in a corporate setting is fucking tough. Corporate setting or any professional setting that's not just like you're running a mail place. It's tough. Because you don't know what to share or what not to share. And the higher the company is on the Fortune 500 list or whatever case may be, the tougher it gets to actually be yourself in that setting. 
because it's just like, ah, yeah, I like this, but I don't really like this. And then you get written off that quick. And that comes with your professional development and all your opportunities that goes with. So you don't know what to share, what not to share. And that's that's a part of vulnerability. When you feel like, yo, I'm being honest, it's just like, yo, I really don't like this part of my rotation, but I will do it because I'm great at my job and I will suck it up. And someone's looking at you like, all right, well, fuck it. You don't like it here, so we're going to get them out of here. You see what I'm saying? So there's just certain aspects of what that vulnerability really means and what it really entails as it pertains to the growth and the progress of the individual in a professional setting. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's and that's that's tough. And I and I really want us to acknowledge how tough that is because it's not oftentimes that people are getting into the spaces and they're allowed to be themselves wholeheartedly without repercussion. So you associate being your full self with being vulnerable. Correct. Okay. So in that same breath, should we all strive to be ourselves? No. You don't think we should try to be yourself? Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. So I, I disagree with you there. I think there's a certain freedom that comes with, you know what I mean, being your, your Life isn't free, self. bro. I didn't say it was, but there, there's definitely a free feeling of that. I know I kind of experienced that, like, in my, I guess I would say, like, my, almost my mid-20s, if you will. I feel like, you know I mean, throughout college, I had a, a lot of different personalities, if that makes sense. Like, you you could see me one way in a chapter meeting, a different way in a BSU meeting versus me going to work versus me in class. Like, you know what I mean? I even, like, changed that the way I spoke sometimes. And, like, after a while, that got exhausting. And now I learned about something called transparent leadership on one of those leadership conferences I went to back in college. And I, I saw a sense of freedom, and I'm tied to that. So now it's like, what you see is what you get. Like, when you see me, you're going to know about who I am and what I'm about. Whether it's at work, hey, Q, Q's a family man. He, he He's in the military, does X, Y, and Z. Whether I'm doing military stuff, like, hey, he cares about his family, he gets his work done, this, that, and the third. Whether I'm at home. Like there's there's no way to misconstrue like how I am and what and how I feel about certain stuff and I think there's a certain freedom attached to that rather than trying to live you know what I mean different lifestyles or personalities that's just my opinion though. So there's a TED talk by Bryn Brown, um, B R E N E Brown, white lady. It pretty much shows the. She comes from a theoretical stance space of what vulnerability means. Love to talk, agree with the talk to an extent, but I don't think it applies to black people. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> like it just does. We can't show up as ourselves in spaces. It's not celebrated. And in now as we get older and as we as things progress and you know, all kinds of things have happened in, in life as far as from a social stance space. It's just like, cool. Like, just being able to have an afro out or some bantu knots out, you know what I mean, from a woman's standpoint, yeah. is, is, is kind of like, oh, my gosh, can I touch your hair? No. Right? And I think, like, at the beginning of the pandemic for me, it was just like, man, I want to grow my hair. If it wasn't for this little, you know what I mean, my hair not growing in all full together, I will probably <laughs> still have, like... A wild ass kid and play fro going to work. But um 
I don't think vulnerability looks the same, especially as it pertains to black people. It just it just doesn't it doesn't work in our favor. We have to be, and it's it's crazy because it's actually a, a toxic kind of mindset. But behind it, it's like we have to be fifty times better to be fifty. You know what I mean? To just be the even the playing field, and it's just like yo, this is just what we got to do. This is just the natural progression of what life means for us, and it's tough. And I know it's tough. Because I deal with it. I feel like some people don't accept that, though. And I don't think they're wrong. Yeah, shit they accept. It's I, life. Nah, I think your outlook on life can, can definitely change how you are and who you are as a person. Okay. So I think some people refuse to like accept that. Some people are going to be the unapologetic selves. They may not be in the majority. Shit. They may not be in the majority, but it's like, you know what? I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to do this. And in a sense, you're tapping into the vulnerability because... It's not socially acceptable on a grand scale. There's certain pockets of it having more acceptance. And and, and that's what, a, you know I mean, the potential for failure or rejection comes in being your authentic self. Or you can fake the funk and be somebody else and then just feel, feel, feel dead inside because you're not living your truth. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think it's like. It's like pick your poison. Honestly, this whole living your true shit is just like I feel like motherfuckers really be in this Disney world where they feel like all the shit is supposed to be trying to like cater to exactly every little aspect of their lives. And I feel like nah, that's not how it works. You gotta take the good and the bad and understand that everything is going to be what it is and make the best out of it. Like I, I just don't I, I don't I don't think you fully believe that yourself cause, I do if, absolutely if, do if, if that's the case I'm black in you, America what, what and an immigrant what are you working towards then? I'm I'm working towards making sure that my daughter has a better life than I did okay so so you have an end goal that puts you a step above where you're currently at right I mean okay you're, you're not just taking what life hands you was like oh if I, whatever if if I'm trying to secure this future for but, my daughter but no 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 hold on no, no. stop 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 because there's a you. difference between a pragmatist and a realist right. If yeah. I'm if I'm if I'm getting to the point of it's fact of the matter of just like yo I am going to create my own reality based on the lemons that are given to me. I'm not going to cry about the lemons. I'm not going to complain about the lemons. But I'm gonna make the best lemonade. It may be a little tart. I may not be able to add all the shit that I need to add to it, but I'm going to do what I have to do to be able to do what I need to do. Yeah, for for you and your life. I don't think people that don't like the fact they got lemons, they might be allergic to lemons. Say fuck them lemons, I want some cherries. To citrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want some cherries. Like, oh like, fuck, I forgot the cherries in my old fashioned. Yeah, so it's like, do you some people gonna get them cherries. Do you got the people that will suck with the lemons? Mm. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, who's to judge your quality of life? But you. If you if you can live with being your Pragmatic self and and making your bitter ass lemonade good for you, but I don't think other people that prefer some cherries or they want some strawberries to go with that lemonade are bad because they, they want to make it work based on what they want for their lives. Because this playing field isn't equal; it's never going to be equal. Everyone's different. Some yeah, some, some people don't even know people who are actually striving for this equality that doesn't exist. Q and I feel like that's unfair. What do you mean? You just said life isn't fair, so I'm just confused about what makes you say that's unfair. 
Yeah, because it's unfair for them to be really trying to chase this shit that they feel like they about to be millionaires and dirty. And it's just like, <laughs> nigga, like, come on. Like, just make yourself happy at your own extent. Like, if you feel like this X, Y, and Z goal is going to make you happy and there's a strong possibility that you're never going to get there, like, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> enjoy your journey. Who's to say they're not enjoying it? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's their journey. Yeah, say less. And if you look at the big picture, right? Right. There's gotta be somebody doing that shit. Everyone got a role. You feel me? Everyone's not gonna be a chief. Some people are just Indians. Uh, that is not the politically correct term. It's Native American, Quentin. No, I, I think that I think that's even worse. But Native American? No, nah, yeah. Native American is actually. The... No, I get I get what you're saying, but from my example, I just think it's whatever. Too many. Niggas, not enough hoes. <laughs> um, okay. There's too not, many leaders and not enough followers. Exactly. And everyone's not going to be a general. You need yeah. some soldiers. Now, real talk. Oh, that actually works because, yeah. like, American has, like, armies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the old-fashioned that I'm drinking. Yeah, but, like, I think it's a part of the journey, too, because then you look at those people in their lives, mm-hmm. and then you're you're applying your own standard of life on them. You're judging them. You're thinking about, you know, like, what was the point of them doing that? And then even sometimes it's like, you know, oh, if we all just got together and did X, Y, and Z, we'd be so much further along. But we have so many independent groups of thought that, you know what I mean, everyone feels something different about it. Everyone's not ready to be, like, collectively vulnerable to an extent because that requires a lot of trust. Collectively vulnerable. Yeah. And what does collectively vulnerable look like for the black community? What 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 is our vulnerable standpoint right now? I think, well, obviously we lack trust, which is coupled with survivability. Especially as it, as it pertains to this vaccine and all yeah. the other things that's going on in life. But, like, where we lack trust the most at is with our finances. I feel like people that like, I'm not trusting you with my bread, homie. Man, we, we like- <laughs> buy shit from Amazon all the time, though. Yeah, we do. But if it's about collectively putting your money together. We always buy something from Gucci, too. And I mean, Louis yeah, I and all this I, other I stuff. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Shit. I mean, you know. Not yet. Or I don't think I'm ever going to buy another pair of Gucci anything. But Weird. that's The fact that's that you've already me. done that. Chill out. That's not. That's you know not what I mean? That, that's your business, though. That's yeah, your business. Yeah, I was a whole That's, that's t- Tabitha Brown says. That's your business. That's your business, baby. <laughs> and if that's what you want to do, that's your business. But in the same breath, it's just like. I want to, but and, and to to bring it back full circle when it comes to like the whole vulnerability piece and aspect of it, I just like, I just don't find a area for black men where being vulnerable is celebrated, except one area, and it's not even, eh, whatever, relationships. That's the only place where you literally and I, and it's funny because I seen I see a meme the other day and the meme said like you gotta let your girl control the relationship for you to be able to be happy <laughs> and it's just like you know what there's some validity in that it's just like a woman wants someone to be uncontrollable but controllable by her. I mean, we can't say what a woman wants. Right. I mean, but that, I, really. I was talking about the meme. 
Oh, okay. I, I this is not my personal opinion. I don't it's, know who that shit, it's it's almost like the Hulk, <laughs> right? The Hulk had he was out here wilding or whatever the case may be, but as soon as he seen his little shorty, he was just like, I am gonna calm down. Like and 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 that was the kind of how I interpreted the mean to be. And um fuck that shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean look at boys in the hood, right? Uh, Ricky got shot. Ricky! Yeah, yeah. Your, your Fuck boy, yeah. Your boy Trey having an emotional breakdown. And then, like, 30 let movies. Let me out the car, yo. 30 movie seconds later. Hey, nigga, let me out. Neil Long gave it up to him because he cried. <laughs> nigga, that's a powerful box that I would have cried for, too. I ain't gonna hold you. Have y'all ever cried for somebody? Never mind. Anyway. Nah. <laughs> Hey man, I'm gonna kill myself if you ain't gonna be with me. That niggas is weirdos. Yeah, niggas is niggas is wow. Nah, I ain't fuck all that. They love too hard. They was they was vulnerable. Yo, but but <laughs> <laughs> you mad toxic, cute. But hey, it. I'm just saying. Yo, but I don't understand from my standpoint. It's just like and even shit like that. And I, and I feel like there's a certain aspect of you know people say that yo some women love niggas that's assholes. Because they feel like, yo, I can get in here and change him and do whatever the case should be. And then there's other people who are showing them. There's men who are coming in as themselves and be like, nah, I don't want you because you're not a project. And I feel for both sides because I feel like both sides are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Both sides are stupid. Like, why are you going for something that's not changeable? And why are you feeling like you got to be an asshole just to be able to find someone? Like, I feel like both sides are stupid. If we're able to kind of like really slow down and settle down and be able to kind of show, hey, this is who I am. This is what I am. Accept me so we can be together, so we can grow together, so we can make uh, the changes that we need to make. You know, what's crazy. A lot of times when you meet people. A lot of times you're not you're not meeting their authentic self, because like you said earlier. They think that's vulnerable. I think right. sometimes people dis- like dating. Yeah, like dating. I think <laughs> dating, pe- people, like especially the first two or three days where everybody's like paying and doing all this good stuff, and then like, you end up going it's to like, the yeah, regular well, like that. Right? Nah. Like, but I'm not paying. It's <laughs> like, like what? Yeah. It's, it's like you yeah. know, all that shit you talk about, but now yeah. you're portraying what Who you, you think really is are. desirable. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like a false sense of vulnerability. Facts. And I feel like people put on this mask on just to be able to get the things that they need. Yeah. If I know that I'm going to get the box in the first 90 days, if I take you on three days, which is going to cost me 300 then fuck it. I'm out here, right? So I look at it like this, right? <laughs> My nigga, she said, nah, fuck that, Rick. I ain't touching that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck it. Uh, I think vulnerability has a certain level of value to it. And I think the value means something different to different people. Facts. And I think that when you do put yourself in positions of vulnerability, it's an investment in, mm, in investment. The, the possibility. So that means when, whenever you invest something, there's a return on the interest. Return, yeah, yeah. Return on the ROI. Okay. Yeah, return on investment. So that makes things transactional. Potentially. Okay. Anything can be broken down to transactions. Bong bong. That real shit. Shout out to me. Even the, the the date situation. If I do three dates within this ninety day period, based on this graph, 
Based on Steve Harvey's. You know what I mean? I, I might, I might be able to hit that shit by by day forty five. Bang bang, bang 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 bang. Right, and I, for me, stuff like that formalities is whack. Because if I'm for, following a formality just to be able to get to the space, it's not real. It's just a formality. I'm doing this dance space with you just to be able to accomplish this one thing. And once I accomplish it, you're done. What if your accomplishment is bigger than just, you know what I mean? I don't know. Box? Yeah. Nah, because at the end of the day, if I'm sitting there, if I already categorize you as this is what it is, this is what it is. Okay, so you don't leave any room for, for the possibility. What? For what? I'm in here for sport. Okay, so that that's your intent. I, you're, I, you're, I'm, you're I'm here out here to kill because I I understand. <laughs> I, I'm out here. I'm out here to kill because I understand this is what you do. you want to play this game. All right, cool. I pay the three hundred dollars. I do the four hundred dollars. I do whatever. I'll tell you sweet nothings, and as soon as I get it, it's just like, all right, fuck it. It sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> Such is life, nigga. <laughs> and it's crazy because I know people that are just like that. Like one of my men is my best friends. I'm not. I'm not going to name you, fam. You feel me? I love you, boy. And it's just like he's just more so like he'll go through the motions and he'll do all the other stuff. But as soon as he it's just like, all right, cool. I don't need you no more. You don't see nothing wrong with that. What the hell you? Look, if you can't, and that's why I tell people, like, if you have any type of formality on any type of dating, it's wrong. What you mean? If you have a formality, it's just like, oh, I'm going to wait 90 days, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or whatever the case may be, it's wrong. If so, if you have your own personal standard of how you want to interact in the dating scene, that's wrong? No, I'm just saying it's wrong. <laughs> what? Like, I'm just saying that it's wrong. I, th- I feel like if you put, because it's, it's false. Because the same cat that'll wait five years to get whatever, and a cat that'll wait five days or five hours, they're getting the same thing. You can't t- change their intention. Yeah, Yo, you think Barack hit Michelle on the first date? Nigga, I think Michelle told that nigga like, "Hey, <laughs> you ain't that smooth, my nigga." But, but it, I, if she did, so be it. Words. What does it matter? What does it in the grand scheme of shit? What does it matter? Word. And I think that's the aspect that we kind of we don't we don't we don't we don't acknowledge that piece enough. Word. I don't think we acknowledge like what it takes to have something genuine and real. Sometimes, I think a lot of times we look at just because we can't tell what's real. Yeah, we've been following what social media and what blogs and what writers and what everybody is saying is real to the point where it's just like. So last time, and, and I'm in the dating scene, so I can I talk to this just a little bit. And and people are just like, yo, man, I feel like a man who chases me and does all this other stuff is is he gets what he really wants and he's what and newsflash to me is just like shit. I already calculated in my mind that if I spend X, Y, and Z amount of dollars, I'm gonna get the box. So if I do that and I get the box, then I get the box and I'm dipping. I done did my due diligence. I really don't care about anything that's what's up after it. That was always my intention. 
And if you're using this as a barometer, you're wrong. Yeah, I just think that's savage. Like, it's not for me. I just say, I just say that. Hey, man, that's why you married. I ain't not. Okay, you're. It's what because like you can't really say it's immaturity. No, you, it's you, not. You can't. You really can't say, say it's not because you, you know what's immaturity. You know what's. <laughs> <laughs> what's immaturity is feeling like yo. What somebody spends money on you is how much they care. That barometer is so foolish. What if that's their love language? Bro, if money is disposable and I can care less about money and I'm spending money because I know I can care less about it to obtain a goal. So you're being fake. Like That's obviously not your love language. Duh. But you're trying to appeal. To what I know the wounded gazelle needs. You feel me? I don't feel you, but I hear what you're saying. No, it's not. It's it's common sense. <laughs> word, word, word. I got you. And it's just like if, it, it, and, and it's crazy because we. I feel like we just send, we send people, women, pertainly, on a bad freaking like. Yo, you could tell what the guy's intentions are. Offer it if you just be patient and and pay attention enough. But some people just love just going on dates and love feeling like going through the motions or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And sometimes they don't do anything. Yeah, some of these people be hungry. <laughs> they be hungry. You feel me? And it's just like, it's just like yo, bro, so you want to go on that and you just, you know, and that's what's up. And I get it. But for me, it's just kind of like, I look at it like, just like, yo, you go through all that formality and wasting that much time just to end up at the same destination by yourself. Word. That's versus real. really understanding what it takes to be in a, a true relationship, understanding the give or take, right? Because I, I, I if it, it takes, takes me three years to knock something down, versus three days, the idea of it is I still knock it down. I don't care. <laughs> you feel me? And it's just like, and that's what it comes to it. And I feel like we protect some of the. I don't know how to fuck this conversation morph to this, yeah. but it's just like. Yo, it is what it is, you heard? I can see how someone can hear what you're saying and be like, that's why we're not vulnerable with y'all niggas. Nah, that's that's that's, that's facts. Shit, right? That's so facts. It's like, just to kind of bring a full circle, but again, like I said, it depends on what your value of vulnerability is and what you're going to invest that in vulnerability in. You feel me? So you might put those walls up because you don't. this isn't the time and it's not worth the risk, you know what I mean, of the reward on the other side. Like, that reward is not worth me putting myself out there emotionally so especially when there's people who may think the way you're, you're talking or they may be you know what i mean don't have your best interest at heart and you can sense that or you might have been hurt in can the past. You, can you can you really sense that well i think you can if you've been through it before and there's certain aspects Shit. of it yo there's women who date the same dude over and over and over again. And I am a, one of the products of who date the same woman over and over <laughs> and over again and haven't learned my lesson. But I don't know if it's I haven't learned my lesson. Or you don't or, care. Or I'm just addicted to pain. <laughs> right? Right? Or I don't care. Because I'm able to kind of get the things that I need to get out of it. And I'm able to enjoy. So I had one young lady said, like, yo, I enjoy flings because they feel good. And I will have a lifetime of flings because they feel good because the actual work of whatever it is that is happening also comes with its up and downs. Yeah. And that hurts. But I get that. That makes sense. 
if I can go on 15 dates and pick which one I want to get a box to, that makes sense. But the dating aspect of it is just like, okay, this is fun, right? But at some point in time, it gets mundane. And I think for me, I kind of got to the point where it's just like, I really don't care what you like or your favorite color or who you are as a person. I, I And I kind of checked out. And it's just like, I don't care anymore. I just feel like you have an assigned value in that part of your life. And that can change. Can it? Yeah. Why? How? How, Sway? How? Because like, You ain't do the education, Sway. No, nah, I think because if... <laughs> Based on your experiences, based on where you're headed, your uh, your entire view on life can shift based on what happened in that life of yours. Like, the way I look at shit now versus how I did 13 years ago when I had no children, no wife, no real responsibilities other than paying my Capital One credit card. Shout out to Capital One. You know what I mean? And cause my, my parents are taking care of the phone bill because I was in college, so like I was, I was good. Now... Fast forward 13 years, three kids, wife, house, responsibilities. I look at shit a lot different. Yeah, I look through shit uh, through my daughter's eyes a lot of times, and it, it stops a lot of the sa- savagery that I am as a person. Couldn't tell. The base fit back past 15 minutes, you just spit it. I was like, yo, who is nah, this? real talk. Nah, it stops me. Like, I... I, I, I uh, from a genuine standpoint, I kind of just be chilling for the most part. I just be like, man... Whatever, but I'm very upfront. Either right. you with it or you not. Yeah, I feel like you just did like a, a semi-flop. Relax, block. relax. A little bit. I don't got time for you. A little bit. I don't got time for you in your games. I will erase the the, the last bit of this fucking podcast. I <laughs> 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 so, Bruh. but in the same breath, it's just like, but to 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 get to the point, and we we going over time and shit, man. It's cool. When it comes to the vulnerability aspect, we got to find a space that we're willing to stand up and be and accept who we are as people wholeheartedly. Because formalities don't work when it comes to trying to find the things that make you better. Right. And whenever you're able to truly identify something. So, so for instance, one of my boys met a girl. You know, had a kid. Congratulations to him. Shout out to my man's. Um, and but this woman has instantly made an impact on his life. So I came to him straight up like, bro, every fucking chick that you've ever dealt with has been a detriment to you. Except this one. You got to marry her. Right. And it, 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 it forces a space of vulnerability from yourself to be understanding like. Nah, this nigga's right. Right? And I, and with understanding that and understanding all the plays and how it gets to that point, you also have to realize that this is what benefits me. And this is where when it takes time to minimize the ego and be able to be vulnerable and take direction. And a lot of men struggle with taking direction as well. How could you see that so clearly for someone else's life? But you don't think it's applicable to your life? I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nah, just saying. Like, I, I, you so, you so, have to have the emotional intelligence to recognize what we've been talking about. You feel me? For sure. It, it may not be ideal, but like it, it exists. Nah, for sure. Right. Um, and I, I, that's all I'm getting at. 
I, I different strokes, different folks. But yeah, it's all but great. but it's easier, you know. How my man Doom say in uh uh Endgame is just like some people are just made to give the direction for others and will not be able to benefit for himself, right? Now, I feel you because I'll be honest. We talked about this on a few episodes ago, but like. There's some stuff from previous relationships that made me a pretty bomb ass husband. Right. And, and it, it sucks that those situations with those those young women back then didn't result in very much, but I took something from it and even vice versa. Some chicks went on to, to find their husbands that they might have learned from from our interactions. Yeah, I'm good luck check now. I'm at like three for four, my boy. But it's like it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like three for four. All I need is my daughter's mother to be able to get married, and then I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. out there. you heard? Yeah, so. but it's like you know, so like you take those experiences, and it's like you kind of move and grow, grow from them. And it sucks because, and it sucks because someone's gonna get their feelings hurt. Period. Like there's there's winners and losers. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens, man. And. Like life will show you that life is funny like that, and your life you know, is definitely fucking yeah. funny, man. <laughs> like your perception and the way you look at it's just a lot different as you. Know what I mean, go through time and your experiences. So, time, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all that shit. Word, but you know, what I mean, I think we're doing pretty good with the time. Definitely appreciate y'all listening. Definitely, you know, what I mean, hey, we need to wrap this episode. Shit up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, shout out to everybody listening, man. Shout out to, you know, my boy X out there, hands on moving. Shout out to SMS Training. Shout out to Ty Richardson Consulting, whatever Trevor shit got going on. <laughs> man, that motherfucker got a lot. Oh, yeah. Shout out to everyone that voted in the local election. Yo, real talk, man, yeah. because, it, you like, honestly, we can't change anything if we don't do it locally. And locally affects... Um, federal law and things of that nature so shout out to everybody that voted um and shout out to all the black people that just got elected you were shout out to my man tyler yeah. mack he, he got in a council position my boy ruel parks um and all that all the, shout out to the signals that you know got office spaces and word, all word, that word. Stuff. you know what i mean but i think it's time to kind of like wrap this up because we're gonna get ourselves in more trouble than we actually need to be in so sure, how about sure. y'all you know what appreciate I mean? y'all gotta be safe we yep. love you. Love you.